Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Who would have thought uh, just a handful of years ago that we would be talking about the things we're talking about today? Uh, one of which is men and women sports and giving almost even preferential treatment to uh, men who believe they're women and want to compete against women in sports at all ages, including, you know, young people, young women who are in, you know, elementary or high school and are trying to, you know, enjoy their life and, and get involved in competitive sports and really, really great stuff. And we have seen so many travesties of, um, of, of this culture that seems to prefer those that want to take away our rights of privacy and, uh, quite frankly, women's rights. My guest today is Taylor Silverman. Taylor is um, has been has experienced this craziness herself. I had a chance to meet her about a year ago, and uh, she's coming on today to share her story and talk about all the craziness. Taylor, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, my this pleasure. This took a while. It was a long time coming to get this set up, but yeah, and and I we were talking beforehand uh, before we started recording. I met Taylor a year ago in Dallas at uh, CPAC in Dallas with uh, Riley Gaines, who um, I interviewed a little about a year ago, and uh, Riley is in the news quite a bit in lately, and so. Um, I was been finally uh, able to connect with Taylor with both of our schedules and all the craziness. So I'm real, real pleased that you're here and I, I appreciate it. So let's start off with for those that don't know, you know, sort of your background, your story, your experience, you know, start um, start with that. Yeah, so um, I've been skateboarding now for a little over 12 years. And a few years into it, I started doing some competitions and traveling, going out of state to compete in different events. And I actually did contests on three separate occasions where three different males, it was a different person each time, competed in the women's division. And the first time this happened, I, I thought this was going to be the example that everyone needed to see to not let this happen again, that it was a bit ridiculous, but unfortunately it just continued to get worse. And um, that first one was back in 2018, I believe in California. And then um, come 2020, I traveled to Chicago to do a contest out there like ladies day. And um, there was a another male showed up, competed in the women's division, and this was the first time that I was displaced from first place and got second because of it. And then finally, last time it happened was in 2021 in the winter. I traveled to um, Nebraska to compete in a Red Bull circuit, of which I had done multiple qualifiers to be advanced to this finals. And I found out that day that there was a male in the contest yet again. And um, this time it was actually financially impacting all the girls because this contest had thousands of dollars in prize money involved. So I, um, I didn't really know what to do and how to handle that, finding it out just before the finals occurred. But I went through the motions, did the contest, ended up getting second place again while this person actually gathered $5,000 of the prize money that was meant for women. And um, I think like a lot of female athletes, I was really nervous to speak up. I didn't know what that was going to mean for me. But um, 
I ended up reaching out to Red Bull privately. We had corresponded through emails previously to you know, get organized for this upcoming event. And I sent them an email explaining what had happened and how it had impacted all of us financially, not just me, but the girls who got displaced behind me. And they did not respond to me at all. They completely ignored my concerns. So after a few months of sitting there in silence and being really frustrated and having a lot of private conversations with people in the skate community, um, all of which were very supportive of me, I finally had enough and I made an Instagram post that ended up going viral very quickly. And um, I've been speaking up about this ever since because this is impacting a lot more than the skateboarding world. It's bigger than skating. It is impacting sports across the board now and even impacting young girls in high school and middle school. So felt like I was able to use my voice and I know there's a lot more women coming forward doing the same thing. But um, to me, it was a moral responsibility to speak up, especially with the amount of people who don't. It it is, and and it's really a shame that you even had to had to deal with this. I mean, here you are, and this is your sport. This is the thing that you've worked hard at. And I, I in a second, I'd love to you know ask you about how you got into skateboarding and about and about all that. But you know, you you see this in in girls' sports in high school, in which. Are, are needing to are competing against boys and they need to compete and they need to get certain results in order to get scholarships or get into schools. In your case, you're talking about money. You're talking about getting prize money and things like that, that are, that are impacting you. If a boy or a man comes in, uh, Riley Gaines, of course, had was forced to compete uh, against a man and was also forced to change in front of a man. I mean, these are these are horrible things that are occurring to women by sort of the people that have claimed to be pro-woman for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't understand it. But um, okay, so have you gotten any resolution or uh, from this, from any of these groups, organizations in which you've you know, been involved in competing? So the groups that I directly had participated in contests with, no. But there has been other organizations that organize skate contests that have spoken up and said that they're not going to allow this. Like, for example, um, right off the bat, the Florida Am Skate League made a statement that this was not allowed in their contest circuit. They run by... uh, An old pro vert skater, he's really awesome, Rodney Mead, an old friend of mine as well. But um, the border is the main governing body for skateboarding contests, and they have actually like pushed this and continued to be supportive of males competing in women's divisions. And it's really crazy to see because amongst the community, it's not very supported. There are, of course, online trolls, but everyone I have talked to in person when I go to the skate park and when I've been at other meetups and events, they they agree with me. It's a common sense issue. So unfortunately in skateboarding, it hasn't been completely resolved, but I'm hoping that the tides are turning and it's starting to shift in that direction as people realize how common this really is and how many girls are being impacted. But um, it's been that way with a lot of sports. It hasn't been resolved yet. Some have taken steps and stated that they're changing their policy or en- enacting a policy so it's not allowed. But 
people really need to just have the balls to say, no, we're not going to do this. And unfortunately, that is not as common as I wish it was today. Yeah. And it's tough. And I, 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 in a way, I can't blame people because of the pushback and people's lives can be destroyed. But at the same time, as I think we have to, to stand up for women, women have to stand up for other women. Men have to stand up for other women, especially if it's their daughters, right? I will tell you that there is no man that will ever dress in front of my daughter, end of story, or my nieces or anybody like that. That will will not happen, uh, especially if they're forced to. It's, just, it's crazy. But, uh, okay, yeah. so I want to get into uh, your your history, your background. I mean, so, you know, skateboarding is a unique sport, and, and uh, you know, you're obviously doing things with it. You're competing, you're, you're making money. There could be endorsements, all sorts of things. Uh, tell me about how you got involved in skateboarding. What age did you start and what were your influences? So I actually got involved in skateboarding kind of late. And what led me to become interested in it was I grew up as an athlete. I played school sports. I was like a softball pitcher for many years. I played basketball for a long time before deciding to focus entirely on softball. And my freshman year of high school, I was actually the varsity pitcher uh, at my high school. But after that year, or sometime during that year, myself and my family made the decision to switch me to a online homeschooling program. And the hardest part of that decision was knowing that I wasn't going to play school sports anymore. But I really wanted to be able to graduate early, be able to make my own schedule. And I felt like I excelled more in that environment, like um, just on an academic level. Mm -hmm. So I had done a little bit of snowboarding when I was a teenager. And that was what made me think that skateboarding would be a really good summertime hobby to get involved in. So I got a skateboard with no expectations of what I could end up doing with it, but I really fell in love with it and I just kept doing it and it became like a daily thing. And I, I never really like wanted to become a contest skater or anything like that, but the more local contests I started going to, I realized I was doing pretty well and I should expand and start traveling as well. And, um, you know, during this time, this was 12 years ago, so there's been a lot of growth with female skateboarding. And back when I started, I was like one of the only girls I knew who skated, like even in like the whole state of Michigan. But as there were more girls skating, there were more events specifically for girls starting to be organized. And that was really exciting. But unfortunately, it did not take very long for that to be invaded by males who were identifying as women and a lot of times raking in thousands of dollars in money by doing it. But um, yeah, it was just something that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. But as soon as I started, it was a really good way for me to get exercise, for me to spend time with my friends, for me to express myself like in a creative way. And it just never got old. And I think that's true for a lot of skaters. A lot of people do it as kids and then continue doing it as adults. And they end up at the skate park every weekend. Well, you found something you enjoyed, you loved, and you became passionate about and had fun. I, I presume all these things and and you wanted to pursue it. And then lo and behold, the you know, guys come in. So it's interesting to me that these these skate groups, they don't 
have co-ed competitions. They only have men who claim to be women in the competitions with women, right? I mean, because if they were like, hey, we just want everyone, well, then have co-ed, right? But they well, don't do that. Sometimes with um, smaller contests and like more locally organized stuff, it is just everybody skates together. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, and I think this is true in many other sports too, the men's division is actually an open division. Like before I ever went to a contest where there was a women's division offered, I had competed in men's divisions and sometimes actually done well, but I was at the disadvantage. So mm -hmm. like, it was not expected that I would do that well, but applauded more because I was the one who yeah. was doing it at the disadvantage. But as we've seen it grow and more women's events be organized, that's been really positive for the women's skate community. But unfortunately now we are going in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, so it's interesting to me that there are no women who claim to be men competing in men's track and field or mm -hmm. men's basketball, right? I mean, if it was simply about, hey, they just identify and therefore they they want to do something, there are, I don't know of any cases, there might be of, I don't know if, if they're called trans women, trans men, I don't even know what to call them, but women who claim to be men getting involved in men's sports. Are, are you seeing any of that? That I, that is not happening at the same rate. And I think mm -hmm. the reason is pretty clear because yeah. women are at the disadvantage. So yeah. you see this the other way around. And to me, it is a very obvious case of sandbagging, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, where someone is going and mopping the floor with a whole division of people. Mm -hmm. And everyone watching is is shocked. Like, I've been to contests where they're not cheering, they're upset about this. And I hear from parents and other girls who have been in contests in other places that I've not actually been at, who are like, nobody was cheering when this person did their run, when this male did their run. People don't mm -hmm. like to see this. It's, it is clearly unfair. But yeah, you don't see it the other way around. And that's because we are not at the advantage here. And it, that's an yeah. argument I hear sometimes that, you know, it's, it should all be the same. Everybody should just skate together. But there really is a reason in all sports why there's the female division in the first place. And that is to include the women. And that is a step for female inclusion, not for inclusion of whoever feels like being in that division that day. Yeah. And we have that in all sorts of sports. I mean, in wrestling and boxing, uh, MMA, you have weight classes, right? Because it would be completely a, a, dis, a you know a disgrace if a heavyweight went with a welterweight in in a sport. I mean, we know that it's it's a reality. That's why they do it. Um, it's not discrimination to say that I can't be an offensive lineman. I mean, look at me. I I can't. It's okay. But there are you know there are various you know limitations. And and if they had all co-ed everything, uh, then then girls would wouldn't do very well and that's not a yeah. knock on women they're just they're they're just built differently and that's okay you know it's yeah, okay we wouldn't we wouldn't know about all the exceptional female athletes that we know of today if they didn't have that place to have that opportunity to succeed yeah for sure and i i remember in the olympics there were some and i'm her her name escapes me right now uh, that she was a track and field star. She did absolutely phenomenal, really exciting. If she was 
competing against men, she would be in last place in every race, you know, and you wouldn't hear of her. She wouldn't have the opportunity and that she that she has. And uh, it's it's really sad to me uh, that that this is uh, this is going on. I'm sorry you have to deal with it and that we're still dealing with it as a society. It's really crazy. So I, I am curious to ask Taylor how you learned the tricks that you learned. I last skateboarded when I was a kid. And uh, I had a big, big old skateboard. I think possibly I could do one minor trick at best. Uh, how did you learn to do some of the tricks and some of the skateboarding skills that you have? Uh, I think like anything, it's just practice. You have to love it to do it, especially in a sport where you are going to fall. You are going to get scraped up. You're going to get hurt. But when you love it and when you're motivated to keep trying it, you're going to learn it no matter what it takes. There are tricks that took me years to learn, but I've watched a lot of videos, skate videos of skaters who inspire me. I have been fortunate to skate with a lot of really talented people who have shed some of their knowledge on me. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm still learning as I go. I feel like with skateboarding, the more you do it, the more possibilities you think of. And in a weird way, um, when that happens, you almost feel like worse, the better you get because the possibilities start expanding in your mind. Mm -hmm. But, um, just a lot of practice. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I'm like one of the greatest skaters or anything, but, um, I think that I, I'm really interested in like being more creative and outside the box. And especially over the past few years, I got more into like old school freestyle skating, which has been a lot of fun for me. Like during 2020, when the lockdowns happened, I would just go in this little room in my basement every day with this little slab of concrete and just practice stuff that was more stationary because that was all the space I had to do at the time. But um, when you're having fun, it doesn't seem like um, the same sort of challenge. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's just having a good time, having a session. And with contests, I take it a little bit more seriously. If I'm going to travel across the country and, you know, be staying somewhere to be there, or I've had to go through qualifiers to even get there in the first place, I'm usually mm -hmm. focused more on consistency and trying to stand out with something creative rather than just throw myself down a stair set to do the hardest trick. But um, I found that that has worked best for me. But different skaters have different styles and there's so many different ways to skateboard. So just finding something you love to do and are willing to stick to. But it can be frustrating too, like anything. And um, you have to get a lot of rest and take care of yourself aside from just practicing. Like I try to eat healthy and get rest and take care of my body, go to the chiropractor, whatever it is that week. But so how many broken bones have you had? I've been asked this question a few times. Um, I don't know the exact number. I've broken um, several fingers, which actually isn't that bad. It's usually just a splint. There was one that was really bad where my finger almost got torn off, but they reattached it. So it's doing mm. fine, which is good because I play guitar also. So I was really concerned. But um, I've broken some ribs. I've had some stitches and staples. Um, I had like a MCL injury at one point, but luckily it was just a few months off my feet, but, um, nothing too severe. 
And I do wear like pads and helmet, especially for a transition. I made that deal with my dad when I was a teenager that if I was going to do this, I would wear the protective gear. So I've, um, I've, I've done pretty good. I know people who have had really bad injuries and I'm lucky I haven't had anything too bad yet. So what's the, uh, besides the, you know, practicing, uh, the moves and, and, and skateboarding, what, what is the workout that keeps you in shape? Do you do other types of running, um, you know, yoga? What, what is it that you do to kind of keep yourself in shape? Um, I haven't been doing this as much lately, but I, I went through a hot yoga kick for a long time and I should get Mm -hmm. back into it. But, um, I, a lot of stretching, a little bit of work with dumbbells. I'm, I have to admit, I don't like cardio very much. I know it's good for me, but it's not my favorite thing. But I think, um, like stretching and resistance bands and a little bit of work with weights has been really beneficial, but I go through periods of time where I'm slacking a bit too. So Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so still what, a person. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What um what muscle group? And I'm just curious about it because I I don't know I don't know about you know your sport all that much. You know what muscle group is most actively being worked when you're skateboarding? Um, for me, I I feel like core is really important just because it plays into balance and everything. But mm-hmm. I have done a lot of work over the past decade to strengthen like my ankles and knees because especially in women, that's an area you're more prone to injuries. But um, I'm, I'm not a fitness guru or anything. I don't want it to come off like I'm trying to yeah. be. But um, yeah, like just stability exercises with ankle, knees, hips. I think uh, I carry a lot of my weight in like my thighs and my, uh, what would you say? I, I, I don't know what to call it, but like butt, because mm-hmm. pumping around in bowls and transition, yeah, like you gain some muscle there, but I'm not that strong. I just, uh, I just want to be healthy. I think like yeah. most people prevent stuff before and then you don't have to do much to fix it later. Yeah. I believe sure. in preventative medicine. I yeah. really like, um, also I, with bruises and like muscle strains and stuff, I really love like Arnica and magnesium oil and topical stuff to help with that icing quite a bit. But, um, yeah, I've been in really good shape at times. I've been in not as great of shape at times. And there is a huge difference, at least for me mm-hmm. when I, I experience both. So, um, just trying to stay healthy overall. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So do you, is this, do you compete full time? I mean, do you, is this what you, you're doing now? Well, my path kind of changed after that post and I knew that I wasn't going to be competing forever because I, I'm 28 years old now. So I would a lot of times be in the older end of the group when I would go to do these contests. And mm-hmm. I, I have been, I've done a couple local things since smaller contests, but I haven't really traveled or done any any of the big circuits. And one of the reasons is I, I now have been working out at a media company. So I work at Tim Cass and Tim Poole connected with me after this post blew up and had me out as a guest to come skate. And then basically said, do you want to stay here and work here? So I've been focusing more on what we're doing here and also speaking up about this issue, but at this point, I'll do a contest when it comes around, 
but I'm like working on like planning a wedding and I want to start having a family in the next couple of years. And I feel like I've entered a new phase of life there. And I'm really excited though, for when I have kids, I want them to have a good experience and be able to be involved in athletics like I was, because as a child, I never had to go through anything like this. And I Mm -hmm. cannot imagine what that is like mentally to deal with and physically too in situations where girls have been injured. But I don't want my kids to go through that. And I, I went through this as an adult and I know how traumatic it was. So I wanna do all that I can now in the position I'm in to prevent young girls from having to experience this too and never having that experience of learning how to work on a team and building their confidence and being able to succeed when they work hard, because those things are really important. And not just, you know, to win a trophy, but these are things that build your character and give you life skills that you use forever. Yeah, well said. It That is absolutely true. Like, you know, my kids have been and are involved in sports and none of them are going to the NBA or the NFL, but it's, it's such great experience. It's fun. It teaches leadership, teaches how to win and lose perseverance mm-hmm. and discipline. It's uh, it's sports is so, so great for people. And uh, as usual, the left is ruining everything. Anything they get their hands on, they ruin even something like girl sports, which should be a no, no brainer. Uh, they uh, they want to invade and destroy that area. And that's it's really sad to me. But it's great that you're speaking out and you're doing all that you're doing because it is important, as you said, for your kids and for the next generation because God only knows what they're going to face when yeah. they're our age or so. Yeah, and to me, it's been really interesting like being a, in a position where a lot of people reach out to me and want to share their own personal experience or, you know, say that they're really supportive or Mm -hmm. say thank you. And what I found is people all over the political spectrum agree on this issue, which is crazy because in when you look at politicians, they're all pushing for males to be able to compete in women's sports. But amongst people, it is such a no brainer issue that even someone who disagrees with me on everything else politically can say, hey, thank you for speaking up about this. I agree with you. And I wish Mm -hmm. that I wish that this was recognized like this is so simple. When people who disagree on everything else can agree on one thing, that means it is a no brainer. Yeah, it it is it is a winning issue for our side. I agree because because I always think about maybe that those those leftists that their daughter who loves basketball sitting on the bench in high school because three boys are playing ahead of her right mm-hmm. and they're rushed that were the case that their daughter has to sit next to you and your family you people tend to see uh, see the truth in everything so uh, really great stuff i'm glad we finally connected taylor thanks so much i'm really excited for all that you're doing and glad you're speaking out and uh, i appreciate you coming on yeah thank you so much for having me it was really good to talk to you again Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fide's podcast. Please check out all my podcasts and all the different podcast apps on YouTube, on Rumble. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on WriteAmericaMedia.com and on WHKRadio/podcast.com. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.